Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 12th, 2024. I'm teaching a series this year on laser focus. That's going to be the theme for the year. At our church, the, the theme for the year is fixed purpose. And as I was praying about it, the Lord said, okay, well, I want you to, to teach on laser focus and how to have a laser focus on the fixed purpose that I established for these people, for your, for your brothers and sisters, for my children before the world began. And so it's one thing to know that God has a plan. It's another thing to develop the discipline required to stick to it, right? So what we want to do is we want to find it, follow it, and finish it in 2024. We want to discover it, develop in it, deploy into it in 2024. And that middle one, right, that find it, follow it, that follow it requires discipline. We want to be laser focused. We're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 all year long. And so the title of today's message is Proverbs 4 and 25, the key to a focused and purposeful life in 2024. So this scripture is going to be like a key for us to live a focused and a purposeful life in 2024. We're going to break it down today. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into it for this year. Listen, um, so what I told you I was going to do is at the beginning of this week, at the be beginning of the year, we looked at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25, and I told you that I was going to give you 20 additional scriptures, and, and I did that. Over the last four days, I gave you five scriptures a day, and I told you I would break those things down, and we're going to do that. But before we break down any of those 20, the first one we need to take a closer look at is Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25, which is what we're going to do today. So Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 says this from the Passion Translation, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Put in the chat, I'm going to set my gaze. Put in the chat, I have a fixed purpose. Put in the chat, I'm looking straight ahead. Put in the chat, I'm ignoring life's distractions. So so what does this mean for you today? Let's take a closer look at this verse. And um, I may come back to this verse again on Tuesday. Monday is a holiday. But on Tuesday, I may circle back here. Let's see. But for today, let's just, let's just take a look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. And I do believe that this message and the messages that flow in this vein will help us to set the tone for the whole year. You ready? All right, let's do it. All right. Number one, setting your gaze on the God-ordained path. Put in the chat, God has a path for me, and I'm going to set my gaze on it. So if I believe that God has a plan for me that he established before the world began, then it behooves me to, one, ask God to reveal it to me, and then two, develop the discipline required to, to remain on that path. So you got to recognize, all of us, we should recognize that our lives have a specific God-ordained, tailor-made trajectory. There's something that I'm supposed to do. There's something that you're supposed to do. And that's why I should not be jealous of you in any way. I can celebrate you because it, it takes all of us to be the body of Christ. But you do you. I'm going to do me. 
I'm going to stick to the plan that God has designed for me. I want you to stick to the plan that God has designed for you. I have an individual, tailor-made, God-ordained trajectory. Say amen to that. So if you believe that, if you believe that God made plans for you before the world began, then you got to make a conscious decision to one, ask God to reveal it to you, flood your eyes with light, and then two, focus and follow, focus on and follow the path, right? You got to follow that path. Your gaze, it should be on that path. This is not a, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever I want. And then I'm going to say, Lord, I hope this is your will. And then Lord, I put an in Jesus name on it. No, these are people that the Bible says that people that have no vision or no redemptive revelation, this is Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, they loosely stumble their way through life. But those of us that have a vision from God, we're fixed on that vision and it restrains us. We don't do everything. People with vision don't do like a gazillion things. People with vision are, are focused. They're restrained. I know who I am and I know what I'm called to do. And I'm going to do what I'm called to do. And I'm going to focus on that. I don't get distracted when somebody says, oh, look at this opportunity. Look at that. No, no. I celebrate you. You do you. Oh, Rick, man, you got to get in on this. No, I don't. Well, I got to get in on it. I mean, you do you. Oh, man, this is, you got to. No, no, I don't. I'm, I have to run my race with my grace at my pace and I'm going to celebrate you and I'll support you. I'll pray for you. I might even sow a seed, but don't, don't get upset when I'm not going to just be swaying off my path just because you want to do something. No, I am gazing. I'm fixed. I have a fixed focus. I'm gazing on the path that is set before me. Proverbs chapter four and verse 25 is telling me that I have a gaze and this is a gaze that, that takes my whole being, spirit, soul, body, mind, emotions, and will. Like, I mean, like I am focused on the path, on God's plan for my life and I'm not going to sway neither to the left nor to the right. The gaze referred to here is not something that you do with your natural eyes. It's something that you do in your spirit. Your spirit has the ability to see beyond where your eyes can look. Put that in the chat. My spirit has the ability to see beyond where my eyes can look. And so I'm able to see into things that I can't see with these natural eyes. God allows me to see what he sees so I can believe what he believes about me. And so when you're seeing in the spirit, when you're, when you're sensitive to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit, then you have the ability, but you got to have the discipline. Put in the chat, I have the discipline. I have the discipline The discipline required to remain laser focused on the path that God set before me. And I'm not going to sway neither to the left nor to the right. Now, this is very important. Why is this important? Because there will be crossroads. There will be decision points. And when you are at a crossroads, when you are at a decision point, what do I do? Do I go this way or do I go that way? I'm going to take the one that's going to take me to the path that I believe that God established for me before the world began. And it may not be the one with the most money. And it may not be the one that's the easiest. It may be more difficult. It may be harder. It may be more challenging. It may cost me more. It may take me longer. But if I believe that this is the way I'm supposed to go, then that's the way I'm supposed to go. That's it. Like, I'm not going to waver and I'm not going to, I'm not going to compromise. Come on, man. You got to have the discipline to walk in a level of integrity, to believe what God believes about you and walk in your calling and not be moved from it, neither to the left nor to the right. Focus. You got to live with a focus. Say, I have laser focus. When you have a laser focus, you, you listen, your focus determines your direction. And so what do you want to be focused on? I want to be focused on what I believe that God has for me, not for you, but for me. So my focus determines my direction 
direction. My focus is I'm going to set my focus, my gaze on the path that God has established for before me and I will not be distracted, neither to the left, neither to the right. I embrace this path, the path that God has set before me, not as a temporary route, but as a lifelong journey. This is not something that's temporary, not for me anyway. I'm committed to this thing, and I'm committed to this thing for life. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, this is my life, man. This is how I live. Number two, the essence of fixed purpose. See, fixed purpose means that I have an unwavering commitment to what I believe to be God's plan for my life. I have an unwavering commitment. I'm living with bulldog tenacity. I'm locked in. I'm not moved. I, I develop a heart that does not waver. I do not waver. The Bible tells me to not waver, to be steadfast, to be unmovable, to be uh, uh, locked in, to be laser focused. There's a scripture that says in James, what a gift life is to those who stay the course, man. I stay the course. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to be locked in. I'm I'm staying the course. I have staying power. I have focused power, right? And so I have a steadfast heart. And in the midst of an ever-changing environment, I'm not moved. Things can be around me, can be changing, but what's not going to change is what's on the inside of me. So things around me can be going crazy, but I can have peace on the inside. In the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic and people was freaking out. I was chilling out while people was freaking out. Why? Because I know who I am and I know what God has called me to do. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know that thing. You got to be resting in God's plans. Matter of fact, I know that some of my buddies, army buddies, uh, I just thought about this. So I'm going to slide this in. This is not in my notes, but some of my army buddies like Craig Watts uh, are watching. I I remember one time I was in, uh, uh, in Iraq and, um, uh, Craig, you know this, I had to go like from site to site and I had to go all over Iraq and, and do these, these site visits. And so this one was probably, uh, like 2005 maybe. And so in 2005, helicopters were getting uh, shot down. And so, um, I was like, look, I know God has told me so many things that I have to do and I haven't done it yet. So I can't die. And people's like, yeah, I was like, no, well, at least I, I know what I'm saying. I believe what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I still have a whole lot more to do, so I'm not going to die in this helicopter. Anybody that's on the helicopter with me is, is good because I'm on board. You know what I'm saying? Destiny is on board. So I would get on the helicopter and go to sleep. And, and we would be flying over stuff and like, you know, flying over Baghdad or Tikrit or whatever at night. And, um, and you know, people was, you know, not, not too safe and not like concerned, but I had no concern. Why? Because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm conf- fully persuaded. Like I'm convinced. I, it's not that I'm trying to convince God. God already convinced me. And if God convinced me, that's it. I'm fully persuaded. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to persuade God. God persuaded me. Hey son, this is what I called you to do. You got a whole lot of stuff to do. And there's a lot before you, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm good. I ain't going to die right now. And so you got to live with that type of confidence. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse 18. This is what the Bible says that we fix our eyes on the things uh, that that we cannot see with our natural eyes and the things that are that we cannot see the unseen these things are eternal and they are unchanging but the things that you see with your natural eyes they are temporary and they're subject to change so why people that freak out all the time people that are stressed out all the time people that can't sleep at night they are laser focused on things that are temporary and they're freaking out over things that God is like why are you freaking out 
Two years from now, you're not even going to remember that. Matter of fact, two months from now, you're not even going to remember that. You think right now this is the biggest thing in the world, and God is like, man, God is looking at eternity, and you're in time, and you're freaking out over what's in front of you right now, and it's temporary, and God is like, two months from now, you're not even going to remember this. Why are you freaking out? Because you don't you don't see. You don't believe. You don't see down the road. You, you're, you're, not, you're not laser focused. You're not gazing on the path that is before you, because if you were gazing on the path that is before you, you would know that what's in front of you right now is temporary, is subject to change, and it's only a matter of time before this thing gets out the way. Come on now. So I, so I can overcome it. I'm going to withstand. I'm going to get through it. Why? Because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And so yes, maybe these it's a temporary affliction. But Paul said this. This is what I've learned. I learned that the, that the sufferings and the temporary afflictions of this current time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Come on, man. I know that God has set some stuff before me, and I know that his plans are before me and I'm fixed and focused on those plans. And so, no, I'm not going to be moved by the temporary. Why? Because I'm gazing, I'm locked in on the eternal. Say amen to that. Fixed purpose means that I'm making daily decisions that align with my divine destiny. Fixed purpose means that I'm looking at my life through the lens of faith. Fixed purpose means that I, I, I am, I, my purpose is the filter through which uh, I assess both opportunities and challenges. Let me explain that. So there's a filter through which I assess opportunities and challenges. So I'm keeping my eyes on the prize, the big one. So watch this. When there's an opportunity, when something is going good, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm reminding myself long-term, God is God. This is part of God's overall plan. That keeps me humble. So when something good happens, me reminding myself, this was God. It wasn't me. It keeps me humble. And when something bad happens, something not so good, then it reminds myself, wait a minute, God has given me the grace for it. So in both cases, if something good happens or something not so good happens, me reminding myself, God is still God. God has a plan. God's on the throne. God called me to do this. I got this. In the good times, I'll remain humble. In the difficult times, I will be in I will be emboldened. I will get courage. I will get confidence. And so either way, I'm reminding myself that I need the grace of God. Why? Because my eyes are fixed and focused on the plan. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number three. Oh, this is good. This is good teaching. This is one of those you might need to listen to again. Number three, looking straight ahead, your focus should be on the future. Looking straight ahead, your focus should be on the, on the future. Looking straight ahead symbolizes that God wants you to focus on what he has in store for you. Put in the chat, God has more in store. God has more in store for me. And so I'm going to be looking ahead. I'm going to avoid the, the distractions of past regrets and past failures. I'm not even going to watch this. I'm not even going to rest on my laurels. Some people make the mistake of, of meditating and medicating on past failures. Other people make the mistake of meditating and medicating on past successes. Either way, the past is the past. You can't change it. So I'm not going to worry about past failures. I'm also not going to just rest on past successes. Why? Because I'm still here and God has stuff for me to do now. So I need to maximize the now and the next. I need to be looking at what God wants me to do in this season and open to what God wants me to do in the next season. I have to anticipate the fulfillment of God's promises. I'm living my life with confidence and clarity. Why? Because God has a future for me and God established some things for me. So I'm keeping my eyes on the prize. I'm living my life focus on my divine destiny. I'm balancing, watch this, present responsibilities with future aspirations. And so I'm balancing present responsibilities with future aspirations. I'm doing this with spiritual discernment. The Holy Spirit will help me to make the most of my now 
while I'm anticipating my next. Come on now. The Holy Spirit will help me to make the most of this season while I'm still open for the next season. So God will speak to me about my next season while and at the same time, I have the discipline to still be disciplined and focus on my now season. So I can maximize the now while I'm excited about the next when I walk with the Holy Spirit and he shows me what to do. So I know that it's forward ever, backward, never the best is yet to come, but I'm also going to make the most of my now because I need to be disciplined now. I need to show God that I can handle this now because if I'm faithful over little, God will give me charge over much. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number four, man, I just feel like preaching this morning. Number four, ignoring life's distractions. He says, you got to maintain a spiritual concentration. Put in the chat, I have a spiritual concentration. I'm going to ignore life's distractions. You have to actively resist every distraction from the enemy. You have to actively resist everything that Satan is trying to do to derail you from your destiny. You have to actively resist him trying to divert you from the path that, that God has set before you. You got to understand, understand that distractions can be subtle sometimes. Distractions can come and they can masquerade as good opportunities. Look at me. Let me tell you something. Not everything that's good is from God. It could be good for them, but it's not good for you if God didn't tell you to do it. So this is why you can't get caught up. Somebody gives a testimony in church and here you are, you've been working on something for seven months. You've been going down this road <clears throat> and all of a sudden somebody gives a testimony in church about some type of business opportunity and look at what God did. And if anybody's interested, just see me after church. And now you're focused on this and God has been working with you for seven months to go down this road. And all of a sudden the devil says, mm, you know, that's good. You need to go and you can mess around and mess up your God's whole plan by trying to go be something. Now that's, that's good for her. That's good for him. God didn't tell you to do that. Now you should, you should celebrate her and be thankful for her. Maybe even so a seed, but don't, don't allow what's good for somebody else to derail you from what's good for you. And so you got to be locked in on what's good for you. The devil is a master of deception and distraction. So you got to keep your focus on the eternal. You, you Listen, you, you cannot allow yourself to be tempted and drawn away from something. You're going to derail yourself from your own destiny. And it's you that did it. The devil didn't do it. You did it because you're out here chasing stuff you're not supposed to be chasing. And so, oh, but Brother Pena is good. Well, it's good for them. But that doesn't mean it's good for you. Not everything that, that's good is from God. You got to have spiritual discernment. You got to know, listen, the apostle Paul said, um, he said, uh, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to be doing everything. Remember, people with vision... They are restrained. Your vision will restrain you. Vision will keep you locked in. Vision, vision will keep you from going down rabbit holes and, and tangents. No, when I have vision, I'm not going to be distracted. Distractions can come from people, places, or even personal desires. You don't want to be distracted. You want to meditate and medicate on what you believe that God has called you to do, and you want to remain locked in and laser focused. Say amen to that. And number five, last point for today, embracing the discipline of a focused life. Put in the chat, I live a focused life. A focused life is a disciplined life. A disciplined life that's not swayed by emotions or trends or feelings or whatever, or temporary circumstances. See, you got to develop, we got to develop routines and habits that reinforce us 
to focus on God's eternal path for our lives. We got to remind ourselves on a regular basis of what God said. When God speaks a, a prophetic word over you and, and you, you believe that God spoke to you, you should write it down and watch this. God has spoken some things prophetically over me. Directly, he's spoken to me. He's given me visions or dreams and he sent people to me to, to release words. I write those things down on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve this year, uh, somebody, uh, I was in VCMI, Suitland, and... Um, and the Lord used somebody to release a word over me. I said, you know, I don't accept every word. Just because somebody says it, that doesn't mean it's God. I was like, okay, Lord. And the Lord was like, yeah, that's me. And I was like, okay, so I wrote that down. So now that, along with all the other things that God has spoken over my life, I have to remind myself of those things because if not, I'm going to forget. And so you go back to those things. When, when the Lord gives you a word, that's no less the word of God than the word of God. And so, so I meditate on the Bible, but I also meditate on all the promises that God has given me. And I go back and I rehearse those things. And I'd be like, in 2024, Lord, you show me. Is some of this going to come to pass in 2024? Some, some of it may not happen to 2025. Some of, it, some of it may not happen to 2035. I don't know. But all I'm saying is, Lord, you spoke these words and you cannot lie. And so these things have to come to pass in my life. That's how you remain focused. And that's how you remind yourself that you're playing the long-term plan. This is chess, not checkers. Like you're, you're thinking long-term. You're meditating on what God has called you to do for the long-term. You have the discipline required through prayer and fasting and study of the word and, and reminding yourself and nursing and rehearsing and, and being locked in. And you have practices and habits. You have a system in place that's going to remind you, I need to, what did God say? I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to meditate the word. I'm going to, you're building habits. You're building practices that are keeping you locked in on the path that God has established for you before the world began. Understand that that discipline is, is not just about what, what you should not do. Discipline is also about doing the things that you should do. Discipline is also about having the courage to go do what, when God says, now it's time to go do this thing, fill out that application, fill out that resume, submit that, you know, uh, that proposal. Now, if God says go and you, now discipline is not just what not to do. Discipline also is the courage to do. And so now you got to go out there and do it and you do it in faith without a doubt, without wavering. So the Holy Spirit, if you, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in all these things, you will remain focused, locked in on the gaze. You'll be gazing at the path before you. No distractions, neither to the left, neither to the right. You have a focus. And this focus should encompass every area of your life. You should ask God to speak to you about, Lord, this year, what do you want to do with my family? What do you want to do with my finances? What do you want to do with my business? What what should I be doing with my body? Right? So, I mean, this is, this is health-wise. This is relationship-wise. Who do I have in my life that I need to get rid of? Like, I need to stop spending time with who? Tell me. Like who do, who in my life should I need? I need to spend more time with such and such. Like this year, who do I need to connect with? This year, who do, who do I need to let go? Right? This year, what books do I need to read? This year, what you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, these are things like you have to be actively focused because all of these things are required. And my I need maybe I need to make some changes to maintain my physical body so I don't cut my year short. People come to the altar, brother Pino. Oh my God, would you pray for me? My cholesterol is high. Okay, I'm gonna pray for you. Oh, before I pray for you, real quick, can I ask you a question? What what you eat for? breakfast. They get quiet. No, tell me what you ate for breakfast. Uh, 
well, maybe you don't need to be eating, eating that bacon. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I mean, like some people want magic. They want hocus pocus. Like the, some of this stuff, the Holy Ghost is going to tell you, don't eat that. Like you, you, what, what does the discipline require for you? You, this requires discipline. Lord, if I want to be here for the long term, what do I need to eat? How do I need to move? What do I need to do physically? What do I need to do mentally? What books do I need to read? What do I need to ingest? What, what Bible verses should I be meditating on? What do I need to do this year financially? How much do I need to give? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like all of this stuff. This is how you, you remain focused on the long term. And then watch this last point. Then you need to celebrate milestones along the way. When you're believing God for something and you're going through, you need to celebrate. When something does happen and you were believing God for it, bring your family together. You know, so, uh, right now is a time of fasting. This would be a good time for you to take communion. Hey, bring your family together and have communion at home. Guess what happened? Uh, God did this. Let's let's seal the deal. Let's lift up the, the body and the blood of Jesus. Pray over this thing. Let's give God glory. You celebrate those milestones. Why? Because those celebrating those little victories, celebrating the incremental victories along the way is going to keep you motivated on the next one. It's going to keep you locked in. So when the challenges come, when it does get hard, because it might get worse before it gets better, you, you can remind yourself, no, no, no. This is why the nation of Israel, the Lord said, build altars. You, these are altars of remembrance. You, you have to have some altars in your life. You need to remind yourself, of the goodness of God. You need to you need to have something that your children can point to and say that was a testimony of what God did. And then you give God praise for it because that's going to motivate you for the next one. And that's how you walk out incrementally God's overall plan for your life. Say amen to that. That was a lot. This is a message you might need to go back and listen to again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I live with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for this year. I set my gaze firmly on the path that you have set before me. I embrace a fixed purpose, aligning my heart and actions with your divine plan. I look straight ahead, focusing on the future that you promised, filled with hope and expectation. I actively ignore life's distractions, maintaining my spiritual concentration on your voice and your direction. I commit to a disciplined life that honors you with every decision and action. Greater is coming for me because I'm walking out the path that you ordained with unwavering commitment. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Guess what? On Tuesday, I'm going to have another one, not Monday. On Monday, we're going to celebrate the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, I believe. Um, but so on Tuesday, I'll come back with the word. So what I want to do for you uh, this weekend is I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying that this word that I'm going to be releasing all year would just ruminate in your heart to the point where you're meditating on it, you're medicating on it, and you get ready to live this amazing life in 2024. But you got to have the discipline to do it. So I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a, a blessing to you, Proverbs chapter 4 and 25, you might need to watch this again. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Tuesday. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.